2: Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito
0: Com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. stakes ends April 3rd,
2: 2023. Void but prohibited. Here's worth the snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See
1: official rules at frito
2: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Mavs Party. It's a shade before 6 p.m. on Sunday night, March 13th. I hope a fantastic mood because I am, after the Dallas Mavericks came back and defeated the Boston Celtics on the road, 95 to 92. It was perhaps, perhaps the best win of the season. We've had a lot of best wins of the season lately, Uh, having a great time watching this team play, despite the fact that there's still a great deal I don't understand about how that they're doing this. Uh, The Mavericks scored 38 points in the first half, only to score 38 points in the third quarter, which was where the tide turned and the Mavericks took uh, pretty good control of the game. However, they found themselves down five with just four minutes and 15 seconds left, only to score uh the final twelve or they scored twelve points in the final four minutes and stole a victory right out from under Boston. It's a great time. Okay, team. Here's uh remember the the quote rules of coming up on stage. It may or may not insta mute you, pay attention to that. And then uh be sure you um are speaking by noticing the green ring around your name. Uh, that's kind of the key the key part in this because sometimes people can't hear you if the there isn't like a light uh, lighting up around your icon. Pull yourself out of the chat whenever I uh, pull you up on stage as well. Good gracious, we've got a lot of people. Um, we're going to let uh, my man Jordan come up on stage first because this way Jordan can go back to bed instead of staying up until the middle of the night to watch the games because he is overseas. Hey. I'm doing fine.
3: It's actually only 11.00. Right now oh, so only 11. This is, 11. Right. This is uh, great for you. <laughs> I am so happy to be honest. Like I was, that was the best part about this game was that I didn't have to wake up in the middle of the night to watch it. So tell us what you got tonight. Um, okay. First off um, the fact that the Boston fans booed Maxi Cleaver for doing the exact same thing that KG did his entire career um, is the reason they lost this mm. game. It was karma for them being ridiculous.
2: This is a great take. E- elaborate for people who may not be old enough to know what Kevin Garnett did time and time. and
3: Well, just like anytime someone would shoot late, he would reach up and goaltend the shot to make sure it wouldn't go through. Uh, if it was a shot after a whistle. And so Maxie did the exact same thing and they were calling for him to get a flagrant for it on KG's Jersey retirement night. It was absolutely insane. And so that right there was the reason that we won.
2: Mm, just some karma, yeah.
3: Well, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I,
2: I said this on Twitter, but I personally cannot believe a team came up short on Kevin Garnett Day. Just a real irony, right? Well, not really. A I, hate, I hate KG. I, I, like, I lo- like, I appreciate KG and love KG, the basketball player. Kirk, the Mavs fan, hates KG with a fire of a thousand. <laughs> exactly. Seconds,
3: so, yeah. Uh, I just want to say that the refs were absolutely atrocious tonight, and there is a certain point where these are the best trained refs in the world, and so at a certain point, this is no longer an accident, and they have been absolutely horrible (laughs) uh, and biased against the males all year, and these are the best trained refs in the world, so this is on purpose. Wow.
2: Got no com- I have no comment there other than the fact that I think the refing has been particularly poor lately. I will say an emotional home game for something like that, I didn't expect anything otherwise. But it's not just been this game. The Mavericks have been on the shit end of a number of, of bad refereeing
3: games lately. It, exactly. It's it's not just this game. It's that it's con- consistently happening over and over again. Sure. Well, you got anything else, Jordan? No, uh, I will let everybody else talk. Outstanding. You have a good
2: night. Talk soon. Y- All right. Too. Coming up next is my guy, Harold. Harold, welcome. What do you got for us? Hey, Kurt. Can you hear me? I can. It sounds like you're you're driving.
4: Yeah, I sure am. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm just driving to go pick up my daughter, but I'm, I am, like, so thrilled with this win today. Um, my favorite fact is that they really did play the three guard lineup a lot today and yet we were able to hold Boston to like 90 was a 92 points or whatever our defense was
2: tremendous the defense is just nothing short of incredible because they really turned it up in the second half you know Tatum has been um, he leaped Luca in NBA's dot com's MVP rankings because he's been so incandescent. And the Mavericks shut him down. Uh he was two of ten in the second half. He was just seven of twenty-three overall, and he's their engine. And, you know, uh Istok Franco tweeted something to the effect of, you know, if if you want to know the difference between these two players, just watch how they handle double teams. And Luca, you know, is a maestro and Tatum um Tatum looked like, uh, you know, a high school point guard bringing up uh, the ball against the press.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's what makes players like Doncic, um, LeBron James, you know, Magic Johnson and those type of all time great players. And why I hold them in like in a higher regard than than even a Kobe Bryant, who obviously is a great, great all time player. Um, and like someone like Steph Curry, who I think is is slightly overrated, even though he is the greatest shooter I have ever seen. But uh, Luca's special. Super excited! I'm gonna let some other people talk. Go Mavs!
2: Thank you, Harold. I appreciate you very much. Um, <laughs> man, I uh, I gotta read this quote because I missed the post game because I just kind of come upstairs and start doing stuff. Cassidy Hubbard. <laughs> got this one uh post game from luca i knew it was going to be successful because every time i ask the refs when they hit my hand they say it's not a foul luca on the pivotal challenge and more god what a great what a great quote from luca he's just the best all right uh let's start flying through some people i'm gonna see i've seen some names i haven't seen in a while deandrick it's been a long time what's going on buddy welcome back to the show hit that unmute button Hey man,
5: how's it going? It's
2: going. It's a great. You know, I'm I'm really excited because this game's over early, and I'm actually gonna be able to go to sleep before two in the.
5: <laughs> well that I'm glad you're able to be able to watch all this. I'm actually just got home from work and I was trying to catch the game but I had other stuff going on. But I was able to see the highlights and not not much spectacular uh from Boston. Even though that they kept the game within within Dallas hands and then just Dallas just basically came back and stole a victory is right in front of Kevin Garnett, which, I mean, some bad fans, you know, just think that, oh, KG better than Dirk? Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, That's I always good that. to remind him of that. It's always fun. It's always fun. <laughs> yes, indeed. But Kurt, I actually have a real question for you. So with this win, I believe Dallas is about a half game back of the Utah Jazz for the fourth seed in home court advantage. But for some odd reason, I keep believing that this could be the team we face in the first round. Uh, is that what the 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 main
2: the main end goal is going to be? I don't know who they want to play. I, you know, we've had lots of talks about this in here following games. And each – you know, it, it's really – one, it's really fun to have March basketball matter. But it, it really is looking like unless the Mavericks go on a really atrocious slide, they have a pretty good chance of staying at five. I don't know if, if the ja- – Jet. you know – I don't know if I want to play the Jazz. Like, lots of people here really want to play the Jazz, and and I think just for matchup issues, I'm not a big fan because those games don't feel very fun to me. Like, Rudy Gobert is just so good at defense. On the flip side, I know enough or Jazz fans to want to play them because, like, it would be just really fun watching them get upset. But that's kind of a different...
5: Yes, it's it's just I don't know. It's just every time this team goes up against Utah, it's just like all they want to do is basically give Luka right in the foul trouble, get him out the game early, so that way they can easily pick apart this team. But it's just I just honestly feel that Luka is going to mature a little bit better and you know cut back on these on these bitching at the webs and whatnot, because I believe he does have 13 for the season, technical fouls, obviously.
2: And if he getting three more, he went got that one game. That's right. That's right. We'll see what he does, though. He promises it's not going to happen, but he gets a technical foul every four games. So I don't see how that's going. <laughs> I don't know.
5: Well, it's, it's, it's we'll guess we'll find out and see. But anywho, I, that's all I want. It was great to hear from you, uh, Kurt, and uh, go Matt.
2: Thanks, buddy. We'll talk soon. I appreciate you coming back. It's been a long time. All right. We have uh, Santeri. I hope I'm saying your name right. What's going on tonight? Tell me.
6: Hi, hi. How's everyone doing?
2: I, you know, I think everyone's in a really good mood.
6: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for me it was um I mean it was a great prime time game for me. It, the game started at 9:30, and um it was just a fun time, to just fucking just kick back, get on the sofa, chill and watch Jason Tatum and Luka other. It was great. First about that challenge and the the foul in itself, or well the um because the high five foul it obviously it is not a foul in the NBA, but it is a foul in FIBA so i think it's uh it's good that's a, a
2: great distinction i didn't know that yeah yeah that that might explain why people because I, I had a euro nba fan account retweet me and basically and and it was like all of a sudden i had a bunch of people in languages i didn't understand retweet, <laughs> saying it's like okay that explains a ton good yeah it was
6: um my uh my commentator said it it was like it it would be uh a FIBA foul, but not in the NBA. So yeah, that's why I was like the first when the challenge happened. I was like, "There's no way this is going through. There's no way going through." But then it went through. It was like, "Oh, okay." Then I saw your tweet about the the high five with like was it Covington and Mitchell? Something mm-hmm. like that I was like I was like, "Oh, okay, this makes sense." So yeah, that yeah. Was, um, yeah. I uh, I just had a good time. I hope everyone else had a good time. It was a bit nerve wracking. It was felt like a lot of times when just you know Louis got doubled. He obviously threw a pass. And I just, you know, didn't go in. But, um, all fun game. Both, like, both teams defensively, man. Also, I think that was my. I, mean, I think I've only seen a few games of the Celtics, um, this season. This game, especially for them defensively, that was, that was quite something. And also, they're man, pretty,
2: they've really figured something out. They, yeah, when they so, got Derek White, it just added. They they just have a bunch of dudes that can cover space and they play real well. And it's like Luca's kind of the the kryptonite for them because he uh, he's better than their defense. But very few players has they have anyone like Luca. So it, it's they're just able to crush teams.
6: Yeah, and also I feel like Robert Williams is like shout out to him. He is so much fun to watch. And uh, for me, just he just seems he's just this this one just high energy dude. He's gonna be there for that offensive rebound. He's gonna try and get a Good hustle. It's just he's a fun, fun guy to watch. Fun guy to watch.
2: He is, and it was. They've really. I hate how done how how well they've built their team because they got him on like kind of a bargain contract, and then they got J, uh, not Jason Tatum. They got the uh, Brown on a really good contract. They're just. They're just going to keep coming. The Celtics are so good, and it's really like – but the Mavericks seem to have their number in the way that, like, the Suns beat the Mavericks. I don't remember. It, it feels like it's been at least two seasons since the Celtics have beat the Mavericks, which is pretty wild to me considering how good yeah, they I got, are. I, I got no clue. I haven't that kind of stats but <laughs> yeah, i know luca I, um... I just remember there was a crazy luca game winner earlier this year over tato
7: oh yeah that
6: so... yeah that
2: yeah with a uh, on on jay porn all that yeah it was like <laughs> it was one of those just like bullshit like oh, okay of course Luca's going to take the step back three oh yeah it went down again amazing yeah, yeah. it's like this is why we try to watch luca every game though because yeah. he just is incredible
6: yeah we're happy that um that hamstring or the that apparent hamstring um hurdy wasn't too bad he was able to come back because if it if he hadn't come back i feel like this would have been a very different story and kevin garnett would have been i feel like a lot happier than he is now
2: <laughs> i couldn't agree more well yeah. thank you for joining tonight
6: yeah yeah i hope everyone's having uh, having a good day night whatever it is it's 1 a.m for me so i'm gonna just brush my teeth and go to bed so all, all right. right well you have a great yep. week thank you for joining yep same here go man
2: that's right all right victor what's going on tonight Victor, hit that unmute button and tell us what you got. Sometimes it doesn't let you. Sometimes the app needs to be updated and gets a little goofy. Victor, you try again in a little bit. We'll bring you back. Oh, there. Victor actually figured it out, and then I, I, I removed him from the stage. Victor, asked to come up again. <laughs> um, there we go. How you doing?
8: Hey, Kurt, man. How's it going, man?
2: Excellent. I'm glad. Just like the Mavericks, you stuck with me, and you tried to. get we, we got you up on stage. What's you
8: no? Know, that, that that comeback was crucial for me just now. You know, I felt like it might have turned my season. That's on. right. <laughs> I'm. I'm all. I just wanted to to give a quick shout out to to the Petty Mavs because I'm absolutely here to see them. Not only ruin KG's retirement night, but then. Earlier in the season to blow out the Warriors on Dirk's retirement night, can we get a shout out for the Petty Mavs real quick, please?
2: I just the ability to come through in a moment when I was not having high expectations. I'm loving it because I remember we were talking in our Mavs Moneyball Slack before the Dirk, you know, the Dirk retirement game. I'm like, man, they really did it on the night we're playing the Warriors. Like, couldn't we do it on a night where we're playing like the, you know, the uh, the Rockets Thunder or summer. something? Yeah. And then, you know, this one, it's an afternoon game and it's like, you know, you get you get news that Reggie's not playing. It's like, oh, man, this is this isn't looking good. And then there's that first quarter and the first we half. terrible
8: and- in these. After- I don't know who really is good in these afternoon games, but we really seem to struggle in these afternoon games, especially the ones that take place on the East Coast. Um, yeah. So when I saw the first quarter, I I, I thought this was going to be a, a, a terrible one. But Boston was playing just as crappy as we were. So we had a chance, to be quite honest. So, yeah, we, we definitely stuck it out and got a, definitely got a tough win. Um, another thing that I'm really enjoying is I was definitely feeling some kind of way about Reggie Bullock not playing today. But it seems like we have just enough pieces to, to, to steal the strength by numbers motto. And we seem to be stepping up to the plate for the next guy whenever somebody's not here. That's really over the last couple of years, man, we haven't really had that. And that's really it's really good to see.
2: It is. It is. I've. It, it's. It's really relieving because to be surprised like this repeatedly, and, and uh there's a guy up on stage earlier, Harold, um, who uh, likes to sort of tease me and tell me that you know I, I don't think the maps are good enough, and part of that is because I've been hurt so many times by the yeah. Mavericks, where it's like, well, yeah, and, and and to be surprised like this is
8: absolutely. Um, I've, I've been I've been around. The Mavs since about two thousand two, two thousand three, um, so I I feel like I've been here for a, a nice chunk of the heartbreak. Um, so to see you know to see us shake a lot of the things that I that I feel like were stigmas for the Dallas Mavericks, like we don't play defense or we can't, you know, we're we're not a tough team. is very you know it's very good, it's very surprising to see us shake all these stigmas in this new era.
2: Yeah, it's fun. I'm glad to be proven wrong. Well, Victor, you got anything else?
8: Nah, Kurt, that's it, man. I appreciate you.
2: Of course. All right, we'll talk soon. Let's see here. Let's fly through, through some people because uh,
9: I have 50 minutes. Sam. Were... Well, I'm enjoying this, uh, join this Sunday afternoon after the Mavericks beat the, beat the Celtics on cages of time and night. So <laughs> that just makes everything a heck of a lot better. That's for sure. Um, First of all, real quick, you know, to all the KG fans out there that be hating on Dirk, saying Dirk's overrated. They played in the playoffs one time. Dirk averaged 32 So, um, And they swept him, by the way. So y'all can have that. That's just my quick little KG hate. I I like KG, but, you know, Dirk is is better. That's just my question. Sure. (laughs) But, yeah, this game, um, man, the Mavericks, they could put you through it. They could play like crap in the first half and then score the same amount of points in the third quarter have a lockdown defense on one of the hottest players in the league over the last month and come out with the win. I, I don't know how they're doing it. Like, I, I, I keep saying it. I don't want to do it, but you got to give Jason Kidd credit. I don't know what the it, heck.
2: There's, of course, absolutely. I mean, the, the third quarter alone and what they did to Tatum is such a supreme – and what they did to Tatum without Bullock is kind of the key for me. Is so unbelievably impressive. I'm, I mean, I, I'm gonna need to watch that second half because I only watched the fourth quarter because of uh, my kid's birthday, and uh, I just can't wait to see what they do differently because you know Tatum was seven to thirteen or seven to twenty three is crazy for how.
9: And yeah, and, and you said it earlier, like just the difference between Luca and all these other great players, because if you remember the game against the Kings when uh, De'Aaron Fox was going off we started to double-team him at the end of the game, and he couldn't do anything. And then the same here. You just start – you know, little double-teams here and there on, on Jason Tatum do anything. And then we, when Luka gets double-teamed, he's either finding an open man or he's swinging the ball around to where he gets the ball back and he can pull up for an open three and take it to the basket. So, like, that's just the difference right there between Luka and his game and all these other superstars where he can handle just simple – I won't say simple double-teams, but he can handle a lot of different type of coverages on him where a lot of his other great players – Either they can't or they're just not good enough to do it yet. Well that's that's my opinion on it, at least I think.
2: Well, I mean, absolutely. I mean, the the pass that led to the game winning three, Luca panicked them so badly because he's crushed them on these game winner threes from him before, that he gets all the way in the teeth of the defense, and there's three dudes there, and of course Spencer's just open. And there's nobody within fifteen feet of Spencer. It's great. It's great stuff. Luca's un Luca's undefendable given a pretty decent support.
9: Yeah, and then that's that's what I hope this offseason. Well, I don't want to get to the offseason yet because we still got the playoffs. But maybe they can build off of that, and maybe they can get them some some better help than what they got now. But well, right now, it's pretty good. Uh, Dodo, obviously, he's he's the man. I'm I'm sorry I even questioned him at the earlier part of the year. He's he's great. And then um, as far as the playoffs are concerned, like I said, the only the only team I'm really nervous of to play if if we somehow play him is Denver. I'm not worried about the Jazz. I'm, I'm concerned about the Warriors, obviously, if Draymond comes back. But the Memphis Grizzlies—they're great. But if if all the our guys playing right, I could honestly see them beating them in five. Personally, that's just my like I said, that's my opinion on that too. And you're
2: feeling you're feeling it right now. We did <laughs> we did just lose not to not to shit on anybody's happiness, but we did just lose to the Knicks by.
9: Yeah, the, the Knicks have our number, but for some reason we have the South. That's number. true. Just like for some reason, some teams just have teams' number. I don't know what it is, but. Hey, like I said, a win's a win. We got this tough stretch still. We still got to play Brooklyn. Still got to play Philly. And, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. So right now, I'm, I'm going to take a week off. it. I'm happy about it. All right, Sam. Thanks so
2: much. Talk soon. All right, have a good one. All right. Henry, we're just going to go in order now, guys. I'm going to go. Good gracious. of you want to talk. Henry, what's up? Hey, what's going on, Kurt? I am enjoying it.
10: Yes, sir. Uh, happy birthday to Parker. Uh, you know, Mavs playing on your birthday on a nationally televised game Get, definitely gave me high blood pressure, but I'm glad
2: we pulled it out. Happy birthday.
10: Yes, sir. Um, quickly, like, I mean, us playing this well, um, being deficient at rebounding, like, I think we really need to figure out. I I know it's unsustainable, but if it's possible to make it sustainable, we really need to lean into that because we got killed on the boards. Um. I think uh, Boston had 11 offensive rebounds to our four. Like, if we can find a way somehow to keep playing this way without rebounding, it'd be.
2: Yeah, I mean, the rebounding is just going to be bad. Um, it, it the way the team is built, they're they're not going to be able to to rebound teams. It's it's they're going to have to find ways to win in spite of it. And tonight's a really good example because the the you know what. The Celtics just have enough guys. You know, Robert Robert Williams is a great example of somebody. He's just the kind of big to outwork and outstrength and outathlete the Mavericks bigs because he's a huge guy. So, wow. Oh, and also shout out to the chat for letting us know that uh, the official Tom Brady account, he is coming out of retirement. Um, I know this is a basketball podcast, but Tom Brady is like 300 years old and playing his 23rd season in the league is absolutely bananas to me.
10: That's all I got, Kirk. I'll let somebody else talk. Have a good one. Thanks,
2: meal. Henry. Hope you enjoy the rest of your birthday. Um, Let's see here. Mr. Douglas, welcome back to the show. What's going on? I think he muted
5: himself this time.
2: Iwan, unmute yourself. I want to talk to you. See if he figures it out. I'll bring him back up here in a bit. Um. let's go with let's go with Greg hey Greg what's going on
7: Kirk I was half watching because my Iowa Hawkeyes were in the Big Ten championship today and they've won their first one in nearly 16 years
2: holy cow uh, so so that was something.
7: so I was so I was partially watching that and I I watched most of the first half since and, and I just want to say Spencer Dinwiddie, he's a difference maker, and it's just beautiful to see. I mean, to have the confidence to take those shots, even with how he was struggling early in the game, and Luca finding him with all the previous stuff that's happened to, that happened in the first half and fishing. I mean, it's a great start to the road trip that wing 2-0 oh with how tough this road trip really
2: is. Yes, it is. I'm very pleased by it because I was going to be – this one I was just sort of expecting a schedule loss and then I was hoping for them to go steal one in Brooklyn.
7: Then when I found out – I mean, I had this sound partially down for that because I didn't really listen. I like, Since it was halftime during the Iowa game, I didn't really want to hear halftime, so I just kept the volume down and then I saw Kevin Garnett and all those guys. I was like, oh, it's Garnett's number retirement. And then when they won that, that made it an extra
2: good, so – Yes, sir. Well, I'm glad. Good for you in Iowa. Got anything else?
7: That's all I have. I just wanted to quickly come in and celebrate the goodness of today.
2: So Exactly right, Greg. You enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Talk soon.
11: All right. Let's go next with Ruben. Hey, Ruben. Hey, what's up, Kurt? Uh, I kind of fell into my... Um, A superstition (laughs) because I'm dealing with some sinus issues right now. One of my eyes look like I got a pink eye, but I don't. So I was uh, on my way home trying not to wreck, but I kept looking at my phone uh, the score. Uh, But I was like, dang, the mail's down 13. Okay, and I look again, oh, they're coming back. And then I wanted to turn on the fourth quarter, but maybe if I keep not watching the game, they'll win the game. So I was like, no, I'm not turning on the game no matter what happens or if they come back. I just want to see if this if this works. And it worked. I'm just going to say I had uh, maybe something to do with that. But
2: I'm now big fan of this. Big fan of this. Dalton Trigg, every time he starts watching a game late, the Mavericks all of a sudden start getting the shit kicked out of them. And I have bullied him into turning off the television um, effectively. So I appreciate your service. And
11: Thank you so much. But no, I was, uh, I saw that last shot, uh, the Spencer Dinwiddie shot. I was like, man, Luca just draws the whole team every time he crashes. And if, you know, when our team is hitting their shots like they're supposed to, and especially that last shot, cause I think he was bragging about how many late, late threes he hit for the Wizards <laughs> before. So I feel like he has that in him and, you know, that's good for the playoffs. So I'm kind of like, I'm kind of excited for the future of, of this team. I just know, like, with Nico, I know Nico can spot a good center that'll fit, you know, what we do to go along with Powell or if we have to give up Powell for the center we want. But Powell is doing his thing. I just hope Maxi can get, you know, he, he's doing great on defense. And I feel like Jason Kidd was like, bro, just concentrate on getting rebounds right now. Because, what, he had, like, 14 tonight? Or-
2: mm yeah he was good so
11: I felt like he, he kind of just you know I'm just gonna you know not gonna take all these shots I know I'm gonna miss but I'm gonna go all out on defense and blocking shots and getting rebounds but I'm just glad we got the win and I feel real good about the future of this team so uh go Mavs that's all I had to say and I wish I could have watched it but I'm glad I didn't at the same time
2: I hear ya. I hear you thanks Ruben we'll talk soon all right. So my friend Brian, who does a bunch of draft stuff, sent me a video of the Memphis uh, center. I can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head, but he's like, yeah, if uh, Memphis hadn't, you know, been playing so well, he might have been a guy who could slip to the Mavericks at some point. He's perfect for them, And now I see, like, I, I've watched a video and it's just—he's it, the perfect Dallas Mavericks center, and he's just not going to be available. Jalen Duran, that's his right. Yeah, thank you for that, uh, Jeremy. I—I I, I lost my brain for for a minute. Um. Yeah, he never would have been there for Dallas anyhow. That's okay. Um. All right. Coming up next, let's try to bring Mr. Douglas up again. How are we doing? Hey, Greg. What's going not on? How much? Man? Thank you for trying again.
10: Yes, sir. You know, I've been MIA the past few games because you know, by the time you come on, it's late for me. I'm already, you know, I'm on the East Coast, so I'm, you know, I'm sleeping by then. But I don't know. Watching this game is it's not like the old Mavericks game. Even though we're down with 13, it just felt like we're going to get back into the game, but that's just what we've been doing all year, you know, and the funny thing is I have a chat with three of my good friends and one is an Knicks fan. So I had to deal with that for a few days. One is a Celtics fan. He was talking, you know, his smack before the game and the other one is a Laker fan. So it's was like, <laughs> I got to deal with it from all corners, you know, throughout the year. But um, yeah, man, this was a great game, man. Um, Spencer's looking good. Um, JB is kind of like slowly I don't know if he's phasing now, but he's just I don't know what's going on with Brunson man I don't know um, it just feels like he like he's playing but you don't feel him playing for whatever reason you just don't feel his impact on the game that much anymore in the last few games um, how you feel about that I,
2: I understand why you say that, and it's reflected in the previous two games you know, uh, that he's played, box score. It's tough because he's so functional. It's, I, I feel to a degree, and the Celtics are kind of primed for this defensively, teams that can do this have decided to stick a tall defender on him and dare him to figure it out. And I like, I'd like to believe that over the long haul he will. But right now, it has not been the case. And, you know, he played a pretty okay game tonight. He had some turnovers that were ugly, but, you know, he he hit half his shots. He scored 14 points on 12. You know, he hit two of four threes. The fact, he took four threes is something that I loved. Um, you know, the the Nets are not – I'm trying to think if they're – you know, the Nets kind of terrify me as a matchup. The Sixers are not a great matchup for him because they're so huge. Um, But I, I think they'll get, he'll get back on track at some point And in going into the playoffs And I, I think he'll be a pretty key cog Coming down the, the way of things Yeah, I hope so
10: But um, even with Maxi, I gotta give him credit You know, you know he, he gets dunked on at least two, three times a year But, you know, he, he don't let that deter him Even though he has no legs and a shot You know, he gets the ball He don't want to look at the rim But defensively, he's locked in, man Green got him good But I mean, Brown, Brown got him good, but he came back and he swatted his shot on, you know, few uh, possessions later on in the game. He just denied it. He's like, nah, you're not
2: getting me twice. And, you know, that's a good observation because it's so funny. Offensively, he he clearly gets terrified when he, maybe that's not fair, but we all know he doesn't have a lot of confidence in his shot right now because it won't go in. And yet the man can get dunked on back into the Stone Age, and yet he's willing to go defend again after you know it, that- yeah he doesn't give up
10: he fights he fights man and i was say to myself watching the game after he did that um brown dunked on him i'm like and brown you know he was getting all hype and you know next few possession you trying to you know mix it up and i'm like this guy better just relax because you don't know what's about to happen for the rest of the game man. pretty much for the rest of the game they had tatum and brown pretty much on lock um man i don't know what else to say about um finney smith It's like in a way, we robbed him because he deserved more money than what he got our- so much. The way he's he been balling, he's he's reliable, man. He goes out there. You know, he typically has the best defender. And, you know, he's – when it comes to confidence, he's he's letting it go. He's not thinking twice. He's letting it rip, man. And I'm, I love what
2: he's become. Well, it's, and- it's really fun. If you go check out, like, his game log. So he shot nine times in the second half. I looked at this earlier in the week. There's it, he has 40 something games this year where he shot eight or fewer times in a game. Yeah. So his sort of just like budding and continuing to grow confidence is really fun to watch because I mean I feel confident every time he takes a shot particularly in the- Yeah
10: man that's true.
2: Um I mean moving forward
10: like I said I feel like you know the Undertaker theme song he had back in WWE keep rolling rolling that's how this feel that we're going to keep doing no, just keep rolling and I don't really, I will not say fear any teams that we face going forward, but I just feel a confidence that it doesn't matter who we play like, we can win. We have Luka, and if the role players just do their jobs, they're going to be in great positions as long as Luka's on the court. They just got to do their jobs. And once they do that, <laughs> we can be anybody, man, anybody, anybody. So, yeah, it certainly
2: feels good right now.
10: Certainly it's just a heck of a win, heck of a way to start the week. Yeah, man, great win, great win, great win. Um, I'm going to catch you on Tuesday, man. I'm in New York, so hopefully, you know. Wednesday, we got a couple-day break.
2: Oh, Wednesday, It's a a 7 p.m. your time start time. So you might – like it starts here at at Dallas at 6, which is ideal. Game will be over by 8.30. I'll be able to go um, to bed before midnight. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm
10: going to see if I can go to that game, but um, Ooh. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be shocked if we win that game. So there's nothing, nothing surprised me with the Mavericks anymore. We just, we're, we're a good team. We're a really, really good team.
2: Love it. Talk soon. All right, man. See you around. All right. Let's see here. Coming up next, I'm going to bring up, uh, let's go James. Hi, James. You've been waiting a bit. Welcome.
5: Hey, you got me? I do. How are you doing?
12: So, what, what will it take for Luca
2: to shake the sort of moniker of a bad defensive player? James, we're barely picking up your audio, so I'm going to repeat your question to the crowd. Um, his his question was, what is it going to take for Luca to shake the moniker of a bad defensive player? Um, <laughs> a season-long commitment to defense? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm really not sure, because... He is playing smarter, positional defense. He's trying harder. Um, he's looking so much better than he did earlier in the year, and really way earlier in his career for certain. Um, so I don't know what it's going to take, but if he can go as long as it goes of, away from being a part of the discussion about him that he can't play defense, then then that. Yeah, I I I just uh,
12: noticed there's a. We have all these small ball lineups now, and if he's not the defensive liability, then there's really no one you can blame in that situation. I mean, Luca's just holding his own at the very least. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what it'll take to make him uh, or give him a reputation of being a good defensive player, but he's got to shake the bad defensive player eventually.
2: I think there's something to that. I mean, this, like the playoffs is one example of an area and a time and place where you can shake some of this stuff. So maybe we'll see it in that regard.
12: Yeah. Yeah. That, that's exactly the point I was going to make. If it, if it's on the stage of the playoffs when defense really matters and he's not a liability and he gets, he'll, I think you'll get some credit at that point.
2: For sure. James, that's a really good question. Thanks for joining. Yep, thanks. All right. Talk soon. Um, all right, Jacob. What's going on, Jacob? Hey, how you Whoa.
13: doing, Kirk? I'm I'm doing good things.
2: Outstanding. What do you got well, for us tonight?
13: Well, after the first two possessions of the game, I thought it was going to be a long <laughs> game. After Horford had Luca in the post two times and got two easy points, but I guess the maps just hang hang right in there and. What was it like 40 38 at the half and then gotta give it to um dorian finney smith in the third quarter those was, was maybe one of the best um, offensive quarters he had in the master jersey i guess
2: yeah loved it i mean so, it's incredible to watch
13: yeah and i, and I think maxi played an underratedly um defensive game obviously he got dunked on by Jalen Brown and that's going to be a headline for him, but
2: I don't done, know. Yeah, see, good. see this. I love this. This is a great, uh, Jake, I'm glad you mentioned this because Josh bow and our, in our, our podcast, and I just got notification notified by Spotify that it's actually up uh, in your podcast stream. So if you want to hear me talk even more after this, go download that Josh bow argued that this might be one of maxi's best defensive performances of his career yeah. with just how he kind of kept bouncing back. And it's, his box score is just so funny, and yeah, he got dunked on, but, I mean, they don't win that game without Maxi.
13: Yeah, definitely. I mean, everybody besides Mavs fans is just going to look at the dunk, but, I mean, he had, what, three blocks, 13 rebounds. Obviously, only had two shots, didn't make any of them, but I think it was quite a good game for him and pretty good start of the East Coast road trip, I would say.
2: Dang right. I mean, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty pleased, and kind of surprised that they're still sticking with Maxi despite his offense going this cold um and I'm I'm hopeful and really you know this is not the week for it cuz they play Brooklyn and then they play Philly but maybe you know against the, the Horn- Charlotte Hornets or somebody they can find a way to get him a couple of like ready-made baskets and really get the the offense
13: yeah absolutely I I think it's going to be interesting on um, who they're going to put out there the next two games when you got MB and um Kevin Durant playing and we don't have pretty much anybody that size besides Bourbon, and we're not going to play <laughs> right. Him, <obviously. laughs> right, I, the
2: Embiid <laughs> thing is the one I'm least looking forward to. Like, I think the Nets game will be a lot of fun, but like the Sixers just play, you know, it, it, it's like American football three yards in a in a cloud of dust basketball at times with how many fouls they draw, and ugh, I'm just yeah, not looking. I, mean,
13: I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if Dwight fouls out. Of <laughs> <or so> <laughs> And, and and Embiid has like 23 throws. <laughs>
2: Dwight Powell, and and Maxi has or not Maxie and Dwight Dwight Powell has like a broken nose or something from getting like yeah, exactly. a committing <laughs> a foul. It's uh,
13: good exactly, stuff. Yeah. yeah, but besides that, it was a primetime game where I live in Germany, so I'm quite happy. It's still a reasonable time to go to bed now. Outstanding. So yeah, let's say. Well, They're thank you for
2: that well, thanks for staying up late to hang out with us. <laughs> thanks for having me. All right, we'll talk soon. Yeah, sure. All right, let's see here. DJ, what's up? Welcome back to the show. It's been a while. Hey, what's up, Kirk?
1: Oh, just making it through a Sunday. What do you got? Um, Rest in peace, Maxi Kleba. I mean, that, was, that dunk was filthy, but I love that he's still just – um, he stuck with it. He didn't get down on himself. Um, he played a great game defensively. And part of defense is, you know, getting the rebound. And he was also great on the boards tonight, too.
2: He really was. The rebounding was key because the Celtics, it's like we've been talking earlier. Oh, the, you know, the Celtics had 11 offensive rebounds. Well, they could have had a few more. <laughs> <laughs> he did a really good job boxing. I mean, 13 boards in 29 minutes is pretty amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. And I honestly was... I was watching the first half and I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna just take a nap and just hope that they they win. When I wake up later, and um, it was it was pretty bad. But I actually stuck stuck with it and watched the entire game. It's just the the turnovers, the missed shots, and just nothing to like. Not to take away from the Celtics defense, because they are they are legit uh, defensively and so are the Mavericks. But just watching how they were playing in that first half. I was just like, Oh no, this is bad.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's understandable. And that's why the second half adjustments the team's been making for the better part of this year.
1: Is- Absolutely. And <clears throat> I was thinking about it earlier today and I was like, you know what? I think I owe Jason Kidd an apology because my mom, um, she, she was surprised when I told her at the uh, beginning of the year, I wasn't a fan of Jason Kidd being our coach. And she was like, "What do you mean? You love Jason Kidd since you were a kid." And I was like, "Well, I don't like him now. He he's not good as a coach, <laughs> but he has made adjustments um, from the first half to the second half. to you know, the last few months and the results are
2: very pleasing. I I think there's a lot to that. I've I've had a similar discussion." Um, with with friends, particularly people who I talk to, and so because they talk to me like in real life, they don't listen to my podcast because like why would you want to listen to one of your friends talk on a podcast? And I, I had to tell one of them today. I was like, yeah, like I, you know, we've been talking about kid for at least the past twenty games. Like, there's a lot to it. He's like, oh, you were really kicking the shit out of him. I'm like, well, yeah, I was because he wasn't very good. <laughs> but you know, it's like now, now like everything that they're doing is working, and so it it does. Do-
1: mm-hmm. And uh, one last thing. It's just uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, man. Since we've since we uh, acquired him in the trade, we are nine and two with Spencer Dinwiddie and I couldn't be happier to have him. He's been great since he's been here. And I think I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. but I think he's going to be a big part of what the Mavericks want to do going forward.
2: Yeah, yeah. Guys, not to derail the conversation, but this is the funniest thing I've seen. And you guys were talking about it in the chat. And now I have video of it, of the Grizzlies and Thunder both taking the court in white uniforms. Absolutely outstanding content. Just the NBA. Oh, I
1: just saw that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Love this stuff. All right. Well, thank you, DJ. Do
1: you got anything else? Uh, no, that's it. Thank you for bring me, bringing me up, Kurt.
2: Sure thing. Um, we're going to get to as many people as I can before I got to go do bedtime with the young son, Mr. Barnhill. Welcome back to the show. It has been some time. Thank you for joining us again. Hit that unmute button. Give Drew a second here. Sometimes it takes a minute because we've got to pull you out of the chat. I'm not sure if Drew's in the chat, though. There no, he is. Here.
14: Maybe- I was in the I was hitting the wrong button. Sorry yeah, about that. No, it's okay.
2: <laughs> it's okay.
14: Yeah, I just got a couple points to make. Uh, it's 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 Sunday, so I'm taking a day off from the IRS here. But uh, one thing I'll say that if uh, Robert Williams III was uh, was playing for Dallas, I I don't think Luca would ever have less than 10 assists. Uh, the, the hands that that guy has is amazing, and that's kind of an underrated stat for a big man. He, he great hands around the ball. That he he's he strong hands. You know, and I think if Luka was throwing alley-oop to him, like I said, I, I think he would average over 10 assists. Uh, one other thing, you guys talking about Jason Kidd, one thing that I think if you go back to Jason Kidd's career, the first three years that he was in the league, you know, he was a horrible shooter. And he learned, he worked at it, he worked hard, he became, and he became an outstanding three-point shooter, for, you know, later on in his career, mid-career and everything like that. And I think the same thing as a coach. We have to understand that, you know, a lot of it is that players learn to play coaches, learn to coach. And, you know, he mentions how much he's learned so much from Frank Vogel and everything like that. And I think he's ever evolved, but this is a smart guy willing to work hard. And I, and I, and I think he's going to be all right for the future. And, you know, and one more thing I'd like to say, you know, I, I keep talking about Josh green and everything like that. And I, and I just, I really think that Josh green is, 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 is going to be all right. I think, uh, Somebody the other day was talking about that. They said that they're saying that uh, uh, Jalen Green for Houston was a bust and everything like that because he wasn't tearing up the league. He's 19 years old, and sometimes I think we forget that the maturity process has to go through. And I think it's unfair to compare him to Desmond Bain, who's two and a half years older, came in the league much more polished. But but Josh Green, just on athleticism alone, is a great defender, and he can once he learns how to defend, learn some of this stuff. He he has tools that a lot of players don't have, and I think that I think he's going to end up having a better career than Desmond
2: Bain when it's all said and done. That's a bold take, and I love it. I think you're insane for it, but I love it all the same. Um, Drew, you got anything <laughs> else? These are these are great comments. This-
14: I've seen, but I've I've just seen Josh Green not always make the right play, but his effort and athleticism. You know, he sometimes he 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 gets into things that that or gets out of things that nobody else can do. And like I said, once he, he learns and he's shown me in the last three years, he's learned, you know, he came in so raw, people and He came in, you know, the, the whole COVID situation, everything like that, never got a chance to learn, but the kid has great athleticism, can do a lot of great things. And once he figures these things out, I really think he's going to be a great piece for this team.
2: I hope so. I mean, above all else, him being a functional Role player, even if it's for 15 minutes a night, certainly matters with how thin the Mavericks have been. Um, and it's, it's nice getting to watch him. Well, well, thank you, Drew. I appreciate you coming up. All right. Good luck, uh, good luck during tax season. I appreciate you taking time out of your Only day. One more month, one more month. <laughs> keep, keep grinding and then it'll be playoff time for the Mavericks. Yeah. All right. Talk soon. Um, I do think the, the, his point about Jason Kidd is particularly interesting, um, in that, you know, it, People rarely change how they behave, and, and Kidd has seemingly changed how he behaved, and I don't know how many people followed the league closely when he was a coach with Brooklyn or Milwaukee, but like the things he was doing as a coach personnel-wise and people-wise, it's in Mirren Fader's book, there's tons of stuff for his time in Brooklyn, just sort of how he, how he treated staff and how he treated players. He was not a good like he was I'll just say he wasn't a people person. <laughs> Let's just put it kindly. Like there's a lot of copy about how he treated staff and such. And that he's so collaborative with his current staff, I think is fascinating. Anyhow. Um Grayson,
15: what's up? Hey Kirk, how's it going? Um uh, so one thing that I've kind of noticed with this new offense um since the trade, when they've got Luka, Dorian, Brunson, Dinwiddie and then you know someone else uh Powell or Green or whoever on the floor they've got four guys that can get the ball to the basket now that Dorian has just magically gained this ability to like put the put the ball on the floor and like drive uh and I think that's a huge addition to his game and i we've been heaping praise on Dorian this whole time, but I think he he really deserves it and um I'm gonna say a name that you probably haven't thought about or heard in a minute, and that's Tim Hardaway Jr. Really curious to see what happens to this team when Timmy comes back. If we're going to get this year's Timmy, uh, I'm not really looking forward to it too much, but if we're going to get last year's Timmy, the, the second best player on the Mavs last uh, to end the season last year, I just can only imagine what this team would look like. I kind of think maybe the reason we haven't noticed his absence as much is because we have a forward version of them sitting on the bench, like an overpaid shooter air quotes. Uh, But I don't know. We'll see. I'm glad that we made this trade. I'm glad that Chris Esperzingis isn't a cloud over that team anymore. Completely agree there. And
2: you're already seeing Wizards fans going through it. And um, I feel bad for them. But, you know, there, there's just a lot to enjoy right now. There's a, there's still a lot of ways they, they can seemingly improve. The Hardaway thing is interesting. I agree with Ike in the chat in the sense of I don't think Hardaway's going to come back this year. Foot stuff is just too freaky. And I also don't know if, you know, if he comes back, you kind of have to play him. And if he's because he just makes so much money and hit. Tim is secretly, maybe not so secretly for people who watch basketball like we do. Is one of the worst defenders in the multiverse. Um, that dude would get lost on a back cut. Uh, it, it's just kind of incredible. Um, we'll-
15: yeah, I'm telling you, Davies really reminds me of them. They both can't play a lick of defense. They can get hot for sure from the three point line. They're overpaid though, and uh, you know, you kind of put them in if if they're shooting well and take them out if they're not. But I agree. And I I don't know if Timmy's gonna come back this year. I just I was thinking about that today. I was like, oh. He's, we, we've, uh, we have another shooting guard on the roster. That's crazy. She didn't, you know, I don't think about these things, I guess. Yeah. yeah. All
2: right, Grayson. Thanks so much. We'll talk soon.
15: Yeah. Appreciate it.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, someone in the chat. Jared, um, Ger- I don't want to butcher his name. Mr. Way says in hindsight, can we agree that kid wasn't in bad? Wasn't as bad in the first half of the season. He was just investing in defense, thinking the offense would come away with a point guard. Like Luca, I do think there's something to the defensive stuff because they were trying a lot. Their offense is insanely different. If you go back and look, there was almost no spacing for 25 games. And part of that is because they were figuring things out, but it, it's pretty crazy how different the offense looks now. And I think, you know, nobody really talks about this, but they've gone back to Luca ball. Luca dominates, but he's, he's giving it up just enough now with Dinwiddie on the floor and it makes a difference. Um, all right. Coming up next is Max. Hey, Max, what's up? Max with the incredible Dwight Powell arms logo Max hit that unmute button and then you can tell us what's going on. Nope, no Max for us. Okay, Max, we'll try again in a bit here. Um, let's go with Brett. Hey
16: Brett. Hey Kurt. Yeah. So uh, you touched on it a little, but I, w- I did want to sh- uh, shout out uh Klima, who, you know, for pretty understandable reasons gets a lot of, you know, hate, um, but largely that's just a result of him being asked to, you know, carry too much of an offensive load. Um, but, but I, I do think that the point on him about that he doesn't like, obviously he like loses confidence in his shot, but he does not let anything basically affect his defense and his effort on that end. Like regardless of like getting dunked on or being like clearly like incapable of like doing anything on the other end of the floor, he still like, was like very crucial, um, in defending, like you know, Tatum at the rim, um, in a way that, like, obviously no one else on the Mavs roster can do anything like that. Like, like, regardless of 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 you know his offensive struggles, he will continue to play this much against any team that that, that they actually like need him to play against.
2: Sure, I think I think that's a hundred percent the case. They just have to figure out something with his offense because we can't treat a guy who was at one point a forty percent three point shooter like he's. Um, well, basically, like the the way that we were treating Marcus Smart.
16: Yeah, I mean, like they 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 have to like he has to keep shooting, like especially against as you said against like worse teams. Like they like he has to just keep shooting and then hope at some point he's able to at least at least like I mean, I'm not expecting him to shoot like he did last year or whatever, where he shot like close to forty percent. But like even just being able to be a passable you know play on the outside. Um, Go ahead. Sorry. I was talking to my wife for a second. Um, but but yeah, like, I, I don't know. I, in the game, I, I'm glad that I don't, I don't, like, really tweet during games because in this and many of the first halves this year, I would have, like, you know, tweeted a bunch of, like, you know, stuff that ended up, you know, being looking really stupid by the end of the game, um, particularly, like, criticism of some of the rotations, which I still... Um, Trey Burke, being the first man off the bench, I guess second after Kleba, but, like, that was that is still I think pretty indefensible. I still don't really understand it. Like, like they, like they, you started three point guards, and then you still had great work in the game. Um Like, like I get that. He, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't get what what they see in him. Like, especially in a game like this. Like, I get you're playing like a bad team or whatever, or you need an offensive, offensive spark. But like. All you do when he plays is, especially when they have everybody, everybody else healthy, is like just take the ball out of players who, who, you know are good.
2: He does nothing. It is remarkable how much nothing Trey Burke does.
16: Yeah, I mean, like, like Sterling Brown, like obviously, I think he's probably like the worst player in the NBA. But like, <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, like, I, I don't think he's like made a shot in like since like last year. But, but like, I mean, I get that they like want to. Like get him some minutes because at least like other than like as opposed to Trey Burke, he at least is not like five foot ten like mm-hmm. like like he at least is like you know provide something even when he's doing everything else poorly. Um, yeah, but I don't know. Well, obviously those are players that won't like won't play in the playoffs. Um, but like I don't know, I just couldn't really fathom why like Green wasn't really the first player. Off the bench in favor of Burke. Like, I, it just, oh, and then really they, yeah, and it's like
2: five wasted minutes in a game that came down to two possessions. And it's like, well, let's just not do that thing. I, I know what you mean.
16: Yeah. I mean, like, 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 there were, and then also the, the, the non Lucas offense has gone back to being like pretty, pretty garbage at the, <laughs> at the beginning of those second and fourth quarters. Yep. Like, I, they scored like one, that one Berton's three. And then just did not score for five minutes. Yep. Like Boston also couldn't shoot, but, but they went from being up two to down five or something. Yeah.
2: I mean, I've, I've been talking about this the past few days and like, I don't like, we're, we're far enough into this where I hope people can understand that it's like, I'm not doing this to shit on anybody, but it's pretty amazing to me that the Mavericks, you know, and this is because Tim Hardaway's injured in no small part, but the Mavericks are basically playing seven and a half guys and are up against the apron they can't do any, like they can't cut Burke. They don't want that dead money. Like that's basically what, if you look at this sort of stuff, they're worried about where they're going to be next year with some salary cap situation stuff. And, and we're going to have an explainer on this either next like tomorrow or next week up on the Mavs money ball. But like the Mavs are just sort of like hamstrung. like Donnie Nelson did a particularly bad job managing aspects of this cap. Um, And yeah, I don't know. It, it's, it's just a little bit frustrating to say it's like you have, you're have you paying this much money for this team and playing seven and a half guys because Frank is unplayable. Uh, Brown, Sterling Brown is unplayable. Trey Burke is unplayable. Obon is unplayable. That's seven, like or four guys. And then I see that, you know, and I, I love y'all who power watch these games and Hey, why doesn't the two way guy play? Look like this is a team competing like, for okay, like a top four seed. They're not going to play that guy.
16: Yeah, I was going to say every, like the people who want him to play or want like Frank to play or et cetera, or just any of like the, like, and, and like I'm someone who has occasionally said, like, you know, I don't have a problem with them playing occasional spot minutes just to like, you know, try something different. But mm-hmm. like the, the, the reason they don't play on a regular basis is because they're bad. The reason that it's like six players on the roster are bad. Just, yeah. That's, they're, they're just like, like G league level players. Like, like people who clamored for uh, Moses Brown to, to, you know, play at the beginning of the year, he was bad. He was really like, like, like clearly like coaches can see what the, these players are doing in in practice and like in other you know other games. Like, it does not take you know much film or much like you know game experience to see when it's like if, if someone is just like really really terrible. Like, sure. uh, like, like even Josh, like like Josh Green, even last year when he was like pretty bad, he still at least like. Looked like an NBA player at times. Like he clearly did not have, like, you know, much like or any skill because he had he he's only played like a couple years of basketball in his life. But like, but he at least like looked like an NBA player in a way that like very clearly like Sterling Brown does not look like an NBA player. Like he looks like I I genuinely am like doubting if I remember him playing. Like I remember watching him in previous years where he. Could, it was like, pretty things. good.
2: Like he yeah. got some real use out of him. And like, it's, he just hasn't done
16: anything since. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I can't really, you know, understand that, but you know, it, it makes it hard now. It makes it where I don't know. I like, I don't like right now. The, the Mavs are at like roster wise. What like the, the, you know, the rappers have been at all year where they are basically like, like seven guys deep and you have to play those seven guys. And so you end up with guys playing 40 minutes a night and like, I get that they like want to win games, but like I also really don't want players to get tired in the playoffs. Sure. I was very happy that against the Rockets, like Max, played like three minutes.
2: Well, they're like, they're kind of freaking. I, you can kind of tell to a degree that they're 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 looking in the rearview mirror and they ought to be because if they if they get and they stay in the top six, then they basically get to miss that week of playing stuff, which allows for some rest. So I do, I see what you're saying and absolutely agree though. I, I if, well, if this is what I, they're going for, you, you know,
16: I mean, I, well, I, I, I mean, my feeling is like, obviously I, I don't, obviously don't want them to, you know, slip, slip into the play in. i mean, don't want them to. Um, I know what
7: you
6: mean.
16: Yeah. I mean, but, but like, I don't, but honestly the, like, you know, the, the like, you know, being the four, the five, the six does not really, like, like considering the matchups aren't like, it isn't like, oh, there's here's here's one team like we really want to play the Jazz, like, like maybe internally they feel like that, like, like Luca even I think said as much that they would really like to be the four seed, but like I don't know how much of that is just like that's what you kind of have to say.
2: Right. I mean, I would like them to be a four seed because I would love for them to get a home playoff win for the first okay. time in ten years. <laughs>
16: <laughs> yeah, last
2: year's series, but. All right, Brett. Thanks so much for hanging out. No problem. All right, guys. Just so I, I I'm I'm straight up with everybody. I'm gonna try to get to everyone, uh, but I don't know if I'm gonna be able to because I have a heart out in eight minutes. So, Stephen, you've been waiting forever. What's up?
4: Hey, man. Great. Just enjoying spring break right now, and you know, just on the edge of my seat like everyone else was during that game. Um, I have one question. So this year is essentially. Josh Green's uh, rookie year, and I think that uh, the one of the previous callers, Mister Barnhill, he made a lot of great points that I was like, "Damn, I wanted to talk about that." And he he made uh, a lot of solid points of like how I know we all wanted like Bane, De- uh, Desmond Bain, Tyrese Maxey, but I mean, like, I think he'll come around. I because you know because of COVID and just like the short off season and just like um, you know, Carlisle not giving him a. Uh, long enough leash. This really is his rookie year. So I personally would not be surprised if like next year is the year he really pops off or maybe it takes a couple, like uh, I don't know what two seasons will be from now, but um, I wanted to know what you think about like what he could be like, because he is such a Swiss army knife of a player. Uh, He actually kind of reminds me of this one article that Haley O'Shaughnessy wrote for the ringer profiling Marcus Smart and how he kind of coined himself as being a stretch six because he can cover one through five and I wanted do you think that could be like too high of an expectation for Josh Green considering like his defensive versatility or like that's something he probably could uh potentially live up to I mean I think that's a fun thought because it's sort of
2: it's you know when you draft 18th you hope for a rotation level player is kind of what it comes down to where he is going to constantly take issues is with the fact that he was surrounded by a series of guys bookended really on guys that were better (laughs) and, and not just a little bit better, a lot better. Uh, the 2020 draft is looking to have a lot of rotation based pieces and I'm glad he's going to be one of them. Um, I don't know what that means for his career long term. If anything, I think it means that. Ma- <clears throat> Excuse me. If anything, I think the Mavericks may move on from him at some point. But um, that's because you get his value up, and it's like, all right, well, because you look like the Mavericks are looking to win now, and he's going to be the seventh man off the bench in the playoffs at this point, and that's crazy to me. <laughs> he's not that good for that, but he is playing right, better, yeah. and that's good.
4: Right. I mean, like that's what I'm kind of wondering. Like I'm trying. I don't want to get too far ahead of what they could possibly do in the off season. Cause it's like, if, uh, but like draft night, it's like, I, I would not be surprised if he's like part of a package for something. Um, Cause like, I know since we, they become so enamored with John Collins, now that Perguzingas is gone, is this the summer they actually get him? Cause like all those questions of fit are kind of out the window, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, but man, I just hope just like everyone else is saying, like with Brett and everyone else Mentioned, like, I just hope that like Trey Burke, Sterling Brown are gone. I just don't know how uh, Derek uh, or Harp is able to like spill an orgasm every single time he hits an oat, <laughs> right. an uncontested three. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. But if you can't score, he's not doing anything for you. For sure, for sure. Well, thank you, Steven. Appreciate you joining. Enjoy yeah, spring anytime. break. Uh,
2: yeah, you too. Enjoy. Yeah, I, I don't know what I'm doing with my child over spring break. Not looking forward to it, but that's okay. Um, Shishi, welcome. What do you got tonight? Hit that unmute button and tell us what, uh, what you're thinking. Give you just a second to find the unmute and that might be it. Okay. Um, let's go with, uh, Braylon, welcome back to the show. How you doing? Hey. Not much. I'm almost finished with this show. You might be our last guest. Tell us what, what you're. Okay. So
17: what I'm thinking, um, the f- as for the game, the first half wasn't all that great. Um, Dinwiddie. I was hoping that way he would like improve throughout the game. You know, he, um, well, in the first half i was i was kind of like chunk chucking it up to uh al horford's defense because he was he was really tagging him uh throughout the game um but that last shot that last shot was redemption for me and so far i love the trade uh that was i know i know xavier is somewhere somewhere
2: uh he's been so he's been so annoying it's amazing. Braylon, if you know this, tell us the answer. But do you know how many free throws that Spencer did when he had today? Uh, no. He but had nine. He got to the line, like so. He didn't really have a great shooting game—five of fourteen. But he just marched to the free throw line, and that sort of thing is where he's adding just all sorts of little bits of value because you like—he's not the only guy helping get other teams in foul trouble, and I think.
17: Yeah. I also, I also do have to have, um, he he
2: was three of six. Right? Which is crazy. He's shooting that three ball so I well.
17: I don't understand what was going – like, what was going so wrong in in Brooklyn and, and Washington that he couldn't shoot
2: all that well? I don't think he was getting catch and shoots like this. Like, the one that he was a game winner, there's nobody within 15 feet of him. I mean, that's a practice shot.
17: Yeah. But here – I'm I'm seeing catching shoots.
2: I'm seeing off the dribble. Sometimes he even stepped Yes, he has. He hit one from the Luca spot the other day that was like, wait, what? It's freaking crazy. Oh, big.
17: But everybody everybody has been doing uh everybody's been doing pretty good since the KP trade. Um Dodo did pretty good today. I wanna give him some I wanna give him a lot of credit for that uh for the start of the third quarter. Like, or was it, was it, it was in the third quarter. Was it the start where he was gaining momentum?
2: I don't remember because I was following that at that point in the game, I was following on my game cause I wasn't home, <laughs> but it, the, I mean, 38 points in the third quarter is worth things. Yeah. Yeah.
17: I think it was a start, but he, yeah. His defense offense, it, he was really killing it for us, but I, I do appreciate uh Dorian. Absolutely. But I'll I'll uh in on this. Um, it's really about Dirk. I didn't, I didn't really. I saw the Dirk ceremony, and this KG uh ceremony got me thinking to that. But um, yeah, congrats to Dirk. But I I have to question like, is is do we come to a point where it gets too much?
5: In terms of what, like the
2: retirement? No, like the, just everything. Do you mean the way we talk shit about KG? No, after after
17: uh, I saw Steve Nash, uh, you know, get this ending take on it, it it really got me to thinking. Like, what, when is too much?
2: I'm not sure. I don't know.
17: Yeah, it just got got me to thinking. Um, But as for the statue, it's just like, they couldn't couldn't put one ball.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I understand. (laughs) I understand. Well, thank you for joining us tonight. All right, have a good one. All right. Um, I lied. My wife has not stormed up the stairs, so we're going to fly through some people. Chris, give me your take. Hey, Kirk, how's it going? It's going. Well, since we played the Celtics
18: tonight, and Ruben was talking about bad luck guys and this and that, there is a good movie I suggest you guys to watch if you haven't seen it. Celtic Pride mm-hmm. came out in '96 with Dan Aykroyd, Daniel Stern. Very
2: strong movie. Yeah.
18: That's as a funny movie. No, it, it, they're in the middle of the finals game, and uh, they were doing good at first, and then the Celtics were catching up. And then one of their friends was in the game. And they were like, "We were up by 18 and a half. Now we're only up by two because you sh- start showing up in the at halftime, and now you know." we're like losing in the game. So you got to leave. So all these fans were kicking the guy out of the game just because he thought that was a bad luck guy. (laughs) So that's, that's a, it's a funny movie. Um, but yeah, yeah. This game awesome, man, like, can you think of another trade in recent memory that a player has come into the Mavs that has really had an immediate impact? Like you said, we're like nine and two since he started playing with the Mavs. I mean, this is awesome. So,
2: no, it's got to be like the 2010 trade when they moved, you know, for Cron Butler and, and those guys. Like that was the last time I felt like impact like this immediately. Yeah. Brandon Hayward, like that's, that's just, uh, that was a great trade at the time. And, but it's been again, that was 12 years ago. Yeah. Ooh, oh, yeah, yeah. The yeah. And I remember when Cron Butler went
18: down. I guess it, it was against the Bucks, right? I, I remember that game vividly where he goes down and I was thinking, Oh man, this is not good. And then we ended up winning the title that year. That's just, uh, crazy good times. But um no I'm I'm really look I'm really happy with where we're at I really feel like we are a grindy team we're we are winning games that doesn't feel like we have any business winning just because we get back into it we'll get down 10 15 points and we just just grind it out with defense and yeah Maxi Kleber it, I want him to hit threes but damn if he's playing defense like this I mean he deserves to be on the floor um, sure. so yeah it doesn't really matter who we play I mean yeah it does kind of matter but. That's my only concern is the rim protection. Yeah. No, going to
2: Embiid's going to eat our lunch and we're all going to be very upset about Mitchell Robinson. Friday. I know
18: this is after the playoffs, but is this true about the whole Mitchell Robinson might be interested in, in playing for Dallas? Yeah, or you- I,
2: there's a lot of like, like, so, so Scott, who's on the other side of the planet right now, he'll, he'll hear this at some point, but he's got a post coming about why any sort of like jail, because a lot of people think that Brunson want to go to the Knicks uh and then it was it's like oh well, if he wants to go there let's do a sign and trade like this is entirely like Dallas fan theorizing yeah all speculation yeah uh, you
18: know, right
2: but... and so, like it makes sense on paper to a degree but he even explains how difficult it is with their current cap sheet like they would have to shed some more money before they could do something like that it's it's not i don't think it's very likely but
18: but But lastly we're a half a game behind the jazz and they're playing the bucks tomorrow jazz are so mm. i mean I, I mean i know if we tied it up we still would be you know, in the fifth spot, and there's still plenty of games left, but the Mavs are doing what they're they're doing their job. They're doing their end of it. They're winning games like we just got to hope that the Jazz have, you know, go on a four game losing streak or, you know, wishful thinking. But it might happen. We might end up getting the fourth seed at the last day of the of the season. And
2: that's just going to be great for us. So. And you know who we play, the San Antonio Spurs, who we have never swept as a franchise in history, I don't think. There was one – a few
18: years ago, we played them. We were playing their B squad team, and we need, I think we needed to win that game. We ended up losing, or maybe we didn't to win. But that was the most annoying – I think Patty Mills went off on us. And I'm like, that sounds right. Yeah, he always does that too. Yeah, so we play the Nets coming up soon too, right on Wednesday. Wednesday, we
2: got a two-day break.
18: No Kyrie, but, yeah, hopefully Patty Mills doesn't go off on us on Wednesday. <laughs> All
2: right, man. Thanks, Chris.
18: Talk soon. Yes, sir.
2: You too. Mm-hmm. All right. Mr. Dang, what do you got? Doe, you there? You fall asleep? Maybe. We never know. Doe, will bring you back on if you, uh, if you see this again. Um, all right, Max, let's try one more time.
19: Hey, Kirk, how you doing? Uh, good. Yeah, glad to be here. I uh, live in Boston. I go to school oh, up all here. Oh, you're going have so a great, great week. I. Oh, my God. I... I was trying to get tickets for the game, you know, when I initially saw that they were coming up here, but I didn't realize it was KG retirement night, and it was tickets were like so expensive. Sure. But I swear to God, if I had gone, I would have been so un- insufferable. I would have gotten my ass beat outside of TD Garden. Right. But yeah, I, I I'm I'm very very happy with this win, you know, snatching victory from the jaws of defeat. You know, we stayed close pretty much the entire game. You know, we let them go in a little run, but you know I, I'm just happy that we we're getting wins at the point in the season where where we really need them. We can't start to slide. And you know as as we've always said, you know it's much better to end the season strong than and than, uh you know start the season strong, and then fall off. But yeah, very happy about this. And uh, yeah, let's go, Mavs. Let's keep this trainer rolling.
2: Outstanding. Well, I hope you enjoy the week and lord it over all of your friends. We'll talk soon. All right um last but not least john john what's going on hey can you hear me all right hey i just one point
19: uh awesome game uh prayers for maxi because that jalen brown dunk was was just nasty um so keep him up he was only over two poor guy he just needs some threes and then uh it's just like you go you and uh, josh were saying for the longest time we just need better players right and it's not like we've gotten great players, but after trading KP, you know, and just, like, just getting Dinwiddie, like, someone that can handle the ball, is like another ball handler, and, like, some fresh blood from, like, Theo and Marquis, becomes comes back. It just seems like we got a few players, which is more than, like, the last couple of years, it feels like. And all of a sudden, it's like a whole new team out there. And it's like we're peaking at the right time. Anyway, it just feels good from where we were at the beginning of the year. So, yeah, good vibes.
2: That's right. Well, thank you, John. This is a great way to end the show.
19: <laughs> yeah. Awesome.
2: Yeah. All right, so look guys. Forward to it. Thanks. All right. We'll talk soon. Okay. Everyone. So schedule, um, I'll probably do a couple of short podcasts the next couple of days, but it's been a very pod heavy month. You probably are tired of hearing me. Um, but we'll see, maybe we'll throw together a green room on Tuesday night or something and, uh, see what, how, you know, take the temperature of how everyone's feeling before Brooklyn. Um, nacho, be sure to just make sure you're following me. That's how you get the notification. Uh, that's how you uh, if you follow me on Green Room here. For anybody listening on the podcast, be sure to download the Spotify Green Room. follow me at kirk henderson thirty five and we will um, see you know what sort of work we do over the next couple of uh, days or weeks. Everybody enjoy the start of your week. I've had fun doing this, and uh, I will get to go to bed before midnight tonight. really excited. Go Mabs